This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.49 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Phil. We have the opening bell in about 15 minutes, but we're turning our attention now to the impact of AI and ESG on investments. Last year, artificial intelligence or AI dominated the headlines, bringing a new wave of digital change. Despite persistent inflation and other headwinds, the U.S. stock market rebounded in 2023 with the tech-heavy Nasdaq climbing 43%, one of its best performances in two decades few by the AI boom. At the same time, let's not discount the environmental, social and governance or ESG movement. In recent years, the shift towards sustainable finance has accelerated. Global investment in clean energy transition hit a new record of 1.1 trillion US dollars in 2022. So how can we factor in the developments in both the AI and ESG sphere into our investment strategies? For insights on this, we speak to Abel Lim, Executive Director and Head of Wealth Management Advisory and Strategy at UOB. Abel, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. AI was the strong outperforming theme of 2023 and explains much of the returns enjoyed by NASDAQ. However, do you see this positive momentum continuing in 2024 or will it be more hype than substance? That's a great question. You know, we think that the artificial intelligence will shift very quickly from hype to being embedded. In fact, many corporations, individuals alike will find that AI will be a very important part of their day-to-day processes and, and their lives in general. Last year, generative AI took the spotlight, obviously, captivating companies globally. And we expect this to be an even more impactful year for AI in 24. The diverse applications of generative AI has been discussed to be a game changer for the global economy, potentially driving strong growth, a lot of investments, and companies turning to AI solutions to enhance productivities and even to boost profitability. Um, just to give for you a sense in terms of relevance, you know, Instagram took two and a half years to reach 100 million users. Facebook, a little bit longer, four and a half years to reach 100 million users. The very famous chat GPT that a lot of people are familiar with today took only two months to reach 100 million users. So it shows how quickly the world is adopting purely because people understand it and people find that it's very useful for themselves. That's the reason why we feel that this is increasingly it's going to be a very big thing. Uh, in fact, one of the biggest propeller for us as we move into the 24 and the years beyond. Obviously, there are certain concerns with regards to the valuation. On that perspective, we feel that, yes, some of the mega stocks that we are familiar with are at lofty levels today. But for investors, I think you should not just focus purely on such a narrow set of companies. In mm. fact, um, you should be thinking about the entire ecosystem, the system, the ecosystem that supports the growth of this industry and the boom of this industry. Companies that provide the necessary raw materials, companies that provide the necessary um, storage systems, the companies that actually provide the actual delivery of the necessary processes. So all these companies will also be floated, for lack of a better word, together with the AI revolution that we are facing right now. And I think the adoption will continue to gain traction and momentum will continue to go forth into 24 as well. Aside from technology companies being the rather obvious winners when it comes to the AI theme, are there other sectors where you see its applications as having a positive effect? How about the not-so-obvious ones? Yeah, so drawing from an earlier point, I think the semiconductor industry, in fact, those found very much in our own region, 
is likely to continue to support this boom quite rapidly. In fact, we expect global semiconductors demand to rise a lot this year, uh, boosted by obviously these AI-related technologies. And we think that AI is likely to reshape the industry in itself through its manufacturing process, improving design, and driving innovation in this space. This increased integration of generative AI in their business will likely draw and drive demand for AI-related data centers, which I mentioned earlier, and also the end users, you know, AI being installed into smartphones, computers, and even EVs, electronic vehicles. So I think that semicon industry being a major support in this uh, AI ecosystem will likely to benefit. And on a slight note, countries will also benefit. Countries mm. like Taiwan, South Korea, Malaysia, all these countries with very heavy export reliance on uh, electronics and electricals are likely also to benefit from this. One other industry that we've identified to benefit from this AI boom is the healthcare industry. See, we like the healthcare industry for its defensive nature, but on top of that, AI growth in this space is going to drive or propel healthcare into the next level. Digital health, digital technology adoption is likely to continue to accelerate post-COVID. Healthcare providers are likely to invest into AI to accelerate diagnosis, to, to reduce treatment costs, and also early detection. So I think the healthcare space is likely to benefit tremendously from this AI revolution as well. Another popular theme is ESG, and there have been a few government initiatives, policies, as well as stakeholder demands, be it consumer or even investors. Do you have to sacrifice returns, though, when investing in ESG companies or even ESG funds? I think the opposite is true, and this is a bit of a misconception in this space, that uh, investing in the ESG team um, companies may mean sacrificing returns. The opposite is actually proving to be true. You know, going forward, people will value companies with better or higher ESG standards and practices as the markets continue to recognize the importance of ESG and be able to price in a higher value for better ESG-rated companies vis-a-vis a poorer ESG company. This premium is largely due to, um, you know, company, the the, the expectation of reduced investor use, like uh, environmental disasters, corporate governance failures, and reputation risk, so, so on and so forth. So consequently, I think investors will then place a higher premium for companies that are better run that space. You know, this, there's increasing evidence that companies with strong ESG performance tend to exhibit better financial performance over the longer term. And this could be exemplified or can be explained by two reasons. On the external front, I think there are better and more efficient use of resources, which eventually translates to lower costs and ultimately better financial performance. And internally, you know, with ESG in place, employees are happier and then the morals are better and retention rates are higher. So, so you get highly skilled individuals who are happy with their job and willing to perform at a high level for their respective company and overall producing very good outputs. So, so I, overall, if you think about it, ESG does have impact both on the internal and external front. However, it's a challenge when it comes to ESG investing, the fact that there is no standard definition. How does one avoid a company that may just be greenwashing? This is clearly a very big problem. I think many companies has already been brought to task because of greenwashing. I think for investors to guard against greenwashing, you need to really be able to verify the ESG rating from a trusted source. Um, unfortunately, today there isn't a universal standard 
there are a number of established companies out there that actually does provide this, uh, including MSCI, um, that provides a pretty comprehensive rating system for investors. So this is actually a good start for investors to base off their evidence against. Also, when you invest into a company or a fund, I think this company needs to clearly have a sustainability goal in place in their financial reports. I think this can be quite easily read through their annual reports. For example, you know, having specific goals or targets to reduce carbon emission, or maybe you know, how they contribute to sustainability and even to social efforts. Last but not least, I think to scrutinize beyond ESG labels or buzzwords of these companies, there should be clear information on how the fund or the company invests or sets aside investments, how they impact the environment and also to society. So ultimately, the, this awareness and the emphasis of ESG topics will continue to increase and the scrutiny will continue to be there. And ultimately, this will be a lot harder for companies to greenwash in the future with these higher standards and expectations. Abel, thanks very much for speaking to us. That was Abel Lim, Executive Director and Head of Wealth Management Advisory and Strategy at UOB. This conversation was brought to you by UOB Privilege Banking, advice for what matters to you. 8.59 in the morning. We're heading into the 9 a.m. News Bulletin. After that, we have the opening bell, as well as Market Insights with Jack Cousy of BFS Group. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.